Join Pastor George Zunwa on a journey of genuine God encounters through the Word of God. Through the teachings of Pastor George Zunwa, you will gain knowledge on how to triumph over challenges and transform them into testimonies. For more information and testimonies, contact us at 0702-5950 or 0702-5950. 5951 experience the power of God's word Jesus exceeds expectations now today I'll be talking to you on the topic mysteries that sponsor life greatness in life is not by luck it's a deliberate journey every great destiny is built on two things natural effort and supernatural sponsorship you put your physical effort, then the power backing you will force you forward. Whether it is God's power or occult demonic power, you need your natural effort plus a supernatural sponsorship to go forward. Remember when God and Satan were discussing concerning Job and God said unto Satan in Job chapter 1 verse 8, he said, has thou considered my servant Job that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feared God and eschewed evil. Now look at Satan's response. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? He said, Is Job fearing you out of just because he is a religious man? He said, No. Has not thou made an hedge about him and about his house and about all that he had on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increased in the land. What is Satan saying? He says, Job is not a great man. You sponsored him. That's what Satan was telling God. He said, there's no big thing about Job. When I wanted to kill him, you put a hedge around him. His marriage worked because you protected it. His business worked, you protected it. His children are alive because you protected it. He said, not only that, you are helping the work of his hand. You are blessing what he is doing. He said, if you doubt me, Jehovah, remove your hand. Make a show and pepper and see if he go follow you. Satan was only saying that Job was supernaturally sponsored. Don't celebrate any big man you know without finding out what sponsored him. Until they are exposed, you don't know what sponsored them. So why you are down is because you didn't hold on to the thing that is meant to sponsor you. Daniel was 70 years in the corridors of power. 70 whole years. Why? God sponsored him. If you didn't read Isaiah 45, will you know how Cyrus rose to power? God said, you are my anointed. Even though you don't know me, you are Gentile. He said, I'm putting oil on you. I will subdue kings before you. I will open before you the two leaves gate. And the gates will not be shut. I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places. God is telling a man, I, Jehovah, will sponsor you. And by the time God finished with Cyrus, you know his title, they called him the Lord and Master of the whole earth. Because he was the first man that you can say ruled everywhere. God sponsored him. May heaven sponsor you. Even people like Nebuchadnezzar, something sponsored them. If you read the book of Daniel, you will see how the man called Alexander the Great rose to power. The Bible shows it. At that time, Alexander wasn't born. 
He said the four winds of the earth were stroking one another and out of it rose some beasts and he mentioned the beast and one of the beasts was Alexander the Great and he wasn't born by the time the prophecy was made. And years later he came to power. When Daniel was talking about the prince of Persia and the prince of Grecia and all of that and talking about the powers that were coming to be. When God told Nebuchadnezzar, he said the head of gold is you. After you there will be other kingdoms that will arise. And show them how they're arriving. Men don't arise because they're strong. They arise because they're sponsored. The people you are seeing are not better than you. It's just that they're connected to something higher than you connected. You see, in ancient times, men submitted to priests and submitted to prophets. You know why? To help them navigate these mysteries. The assignment of priests and prophets in ancient times is to connect men to the mysteries that sponsor life. That's what they used to do. Whether it's a traditional priest... Or a kingdom priest. The reason why they existed was to help connect people to the mysteries that sponsor life. By teaching them, by initiating them, by imparting them. That's what priests do. So coming to church is not just about coming to hear lecture. It's about introducing you to mysteries. That, when you have that consciousness, when we are teaching in church, you have to understand, I am entering into a realm of mystery. This is spiritual. But more than 80% of men that come to church don't have any sensitivity to mystery. So when you talk to them, they use academic head and analyze spiritual things. And they walk away from church and they had no encounter. And year by year by year, nothing is working for them. After some time, they say this thing is fake. But I have never known anybody who went deeper into God that can call the kingdom fake. It's only those who hang around the periphery. After some time, they'll tell their wife, I'm not going to church again. Tell their children, I'm not going to church again. And they back up. I have never met a man who went deep into God and saw mysteries that backed away. It never happens. Second Chronicles 26 verse 3. It says, 16 years old was Uzziah when he began to reign. And he reigned 50 and 2 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name also was Jecoliah of Jerusalem. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah did. Verse 5. And he sought God. Now, the Bible says he sought God in the days of Zechariah. Zechariah was a prophet who had understanding in the visions of God. This man didn't understand God, but he sought God according to the order of a man that understood God. So even when you don't have clear understanding, you submit to the order of somebody who has clearer understanding. He sought God in the days of Zechariah who had understanding in the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. So his prosperity has a root in God because he sought God after the order of a prophet. The six mysteries are sponsored life. The first one is called visitation. The second one is called altars. The third one is called blessing. The fourth one is called purpose. The fifth one is called covenants. And the sixth one is called power. If you connect to these things, nothing under heaven will make you stay small. Nothing under heaven will make you stay. If you stay small, the Bible is a lie. Let's begin with the first mystery. And that's called visitation. Somebody say visitation. Job chapter 10 verse 12. That has granted me life and favor. And thy visitation had preserved my spirit. This is the testimony of Job. He said, you granted me. Visitation is when God reveals himself to a person. And divine visitation is the beginning of every destiny shift. In Genesis chapter 12, from verse 1 to 3, God spoke to a man 
who was 75 years, and nothing was working for him, called Abram and said to him, I am almighty God. Come out of your father's house. Follow me on a journey. I will bless you. I will make your name great. You will be a blessing. Anybody that blesses you will be blessed. Anyone that curses you will be cursed. Just follow me. That one visitation is the reason me and you today are studying about a 75-year-old man who was poor until he was 75, living with his father until he was 75, had no child until he was 75. Today, we are studying about him as a mystery because of one encounter. One visitation can turn anybody into a global icon. A young girl, they told us she was about 17, is sitting in her house and suddenly an angel appeared and said, Mary, you are highly favored. He said, the news I'm bringing to you is a sign that of all the women, young people on earth, Mary, hey, I wish I was you. That's what the angel was saying to Mary. I wish I was you. Blessed are you among women. He said, no woman on earth will have the honor you have. Mary said, why are you talking to me like that? He said, you are going to get better, but it's not going to be the usual one. He said, what you will born will be called the son of the highest. The reason you are discussing a young Jewish girl now is because of that visitation. Every time God has a vacancy to fill, he schedules a visitation. In 1 Samuel chapter 16 verse 1, God was talking to Samuel. He said, the Lord said unto Samuel, how long will thou mourn for Saul? Seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel. Fill thy horn with oil and go. I will send thee to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among his sons. That's it. Visitation started. And when the oil came upon David, today you are hearing of David because of that visitation. Will it be possible that 200 years after now, people can actually discuss you as a testimony of a man God visited? That when you are old, you can actually be talking to your children and be telling them stories of visitation that they can pass to their next generation. So this will happen to our mother. That's how he became who he became. This is what changed the story of our family. It is visitation that opens the door for a man to enter into the secrets of God. How will you know what God is thinking except a visitation? A man is sitting at home and the Bible says in Genesis 6 verse 8, and Noah found grace in the sight of God. God just came and said, listen, Noah, there is something about to happen. That thing that's about to happen is called rain. He said it has never happened since the earth was created. Rain has not fallen once. He said, but I am going to open heaven and water will be pouring the way you see it in the river. He said, but Noah, build an ark. And I'm going to use that ark to save every other thing. And Noah said, building an ark. Philip building an ark and God made the ark a portal into the realm of the spirit. Every animal that entered the ark found himself in another world. And animals were preserved. And the day God appointed, rain fell for the first time. What has never happened, happened. And the man called Noah and his family were preserved because something came to see him in the night. It's visitation that launches people. Visitations may appear random, but there are some covenant principles that visitations follow. The first covenant principle it follows is deep hunger for destiny relevance. If you have a hunger to be relevant on this earth, you are the one God is looking for. Deep hunger. For destiny, I won't die small. I won't die a nobody. Jehovah, show me the secret of greatness. If you have a deep hunger for destiny relevance, 
You are a candidate of visitation. The second thing is this. Willingness to reach out to a higher power. If you are willing to reach out to God like a higher power, you look at yourself and say to yourself, I don't have everything it takes. God, show me the way. And you are willing to kneel down in prayer and cry to him for one hour for 30 minutes. Not all of this sitting down for three minutes. God, I need help. And you walk away. If you are willing to reach out to a higher power, you are a candidate for visitation. So why are you abusing saying, I don't know, everything that's saying in church does not work for me. Have you ever sought a higher power? Have you ever personally sat down in your room for a full day on a personal retreat? God, if you are still alive, show yourself to me. Have you done it once? Before you say God was wrong and bad and didn't do you well, have you done anything to seek him? It's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And the final thing that opens people to visitation is openness and sensitivity to spiritual realities. Be open and sensitive. There are mysteries that sponsor life. There are people that have hung around in church who have never had one visitation since they were born. There are people that have been in church for 15 years. They have never seen God. The only thing encouraging them in church is that they don't want to go to hell. But I want you to be somebody desperate this month. Second mystery that sponsors life is called altars. Somebody say altars. Altars are spiritual power stations. The greatest exchanges of human destinies happen in altars. That's what happens. In 1 Kings 3, 3 to 5, you see the story of a young man called Solomon. It's as Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the status of David his father. Only he sacrificed and burned incense in high places. And the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there. For that was the great high place. A thousand burnt offerings did Solomon offer upon the, that altar. In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, ask what I shall give thee. One altar. Everything you hear about Solo today, one altar. There were kings of Israel that you don't know their name. But you know Solo. Even people who have never read Bible know Solomon by one visitation. When a man raises an altar, forces beyond his understanding begins to immediately be attracted to him. Forces are unleashed, they can't explain. In Genesis 22, Abraham raised an altar in verse 16 and God came and God said, By myself have I sworn, says the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing, and hast not withheld thy son, thy only son, that in blessing, I will bless thee. In multiply, forces beyond his ability came immediately. This is not a game. It's either you practice it or you don't practice it. I didn't get here because I'm better than you. I'm not holier than you or smarter than you or greater than you. So mystery sponsored me. If you don't have this sense, you will stay small. I can't play with it. Altars. God said, I swear that in blessing, I will bless you. In multiplying, I will multiply you. He said, your seed will be as the stars of heaven and as a sand which is upon the seashore and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemy. Why? Because you have done this thing. So there is a this thing to do. Find your own this thing. Where God was taking you to see how God paused your journey. 
You should have been flying by now, but see how far your journey slowed down because you couldn't do this thing. And everybody knows his own this thing. What did God tell you in the heart to do? And what did you argue yourself away from doing? Because you have done this thing. An altar can keep the memorial of an incident for generations. An altar can be fighting a battle you have forgotten. Am I talking to somebody here? When Moses raised the altar in Exodus 17 and called it Jehovah Nissi, that altar took over the battle of Amalek. Everything Amalek suffered was by one altar. If the battle you are fighting in life is sponsored by an altar, nothingness can help you except another altar. If what you are going through now is sponsored by an altar, every effort you make will fail except another altar speaks. So, look at your business, look at your marriage, look at your health, look at your career. If what is fighting you is sponsored by an altar, only an altar can help. The third mystery that sponsors life is called the blessing. Somebody said the blessing. When uh, Dr. Paul Lenenche's daughter was wedding and Papa Oyedebo came to pray for her. The first comment he made is this. He said the blessing is one thing that this generation despises. He said, but it's what makes men. He said, in their own generation, they fought. They did everything for an anointed man to pass the blessing over to them. Just the laying on of the hands of somebody was enough for them. He said, in this generation, they don't even know what it is. They don't value it. They take it casually. He made that comment so that the gear will understand that this hand he's putting on her is not normal hand. You must understand that. God created Adam perfect, right? And God created the earth for Adam. Can you imagine after creating Adam, the first thing God did, and God blessed him. Genesis chapter 1. The first thing God did for a man is to bless him. Please, I want you to be desperate for this thing called blessing. You see, when God spoke to Abraham about having children, God said to Abraham, in Isaac shall your seed be called. What will be the name of the seed of Abraham? Isaac. Their nation, the name should be Isaac. Brothers and sisters, the nation wasn't called after Isaac. It was called after who? Jacob. What was the difference? Isaac entered into the inheritance of his father. But Jacob was a desperate man for the blessing. From the womb, he fought to come out first. He failed to come out first, but he didn't stop. He fought for birthright. After he fought for birthright and collected that, he heard the father was blessing. He fought to get blessed. On the road where he was traveling and met God, he also applied for blessing. In the house of Laban, he applied for blessing. As he came out on the road again, in Jabok, he applied for blessing. How can you not bless this guy? God said to him, he said, as a prince, you have wrestled with man and with God and you have prevailed. And he blessed him there. Brothers and sisters, a man that wasn't meant to be man, a part of them, became the key person. A blessed man can't be down. Can't be down. Can't be down. Season submit to you. Life bows. Are you hearing me here? Just be a blessed man. You see, I'm talking to you about mysteries that sponsor life. You have been too long in church. You think this is church talk. 
You have never tested this reality. Dare God and enter into it and see whether it works. Make it personal and see whether it works. Anytime you see some people and they're talking so bold and you think they are arrogant, they're not arrogant. I know myself. I know my physical capabilities. I know the things life I can't get to. But I also know by the power of the blessing. I just know. <laughs> That's all I keep telling myself. I say, unless God has left him. Unless the throne has been dethroned. Genesis 49, 26. Look at what Jacob said to Joseph. He said, the blessing of thy father have prevailed above the blessings of my progenitors unto the utmost bound of the everlasting hills. They shall be on the head of Joseph and on the crown of the head of him that was separate from his brethren. He said, the blessing that's on me prevailed higher than every other person. He said, that blessing, I give it to you. Isaac sowed in the land. The same year he reaped a hundredfold. Why? God blessed him. Obey the dumb. Three months. The ark was in his house for three months. And blessing spoke. That ark that was in the house of Abedadam for three months. And he became a national story. That ark was in the house of Abinadab for 20 years. And their chicken didn't want to win. Nothing good was reported in their house. And another man handled it for three months and everything shifted. So stop looking at the people that look like they have been in church before you came. Tell yourself, I will overtake them. And go for it with brutal desperation. 20 plus years, no, no testimony. Three months, everything changed. By the blessing. Blessing is a spiritual force. Miracles come by mercy. But blessing comes to people who fulfill covenant obligations. Listen, a miracle is that you are praying now and you needed to pay your house rent and somebody dash you five million. You pay your house rent, you have some money left and you are shouting, praise the Lord. But a blessing is this, that God helped you establish something that that five million keeps coming and something you can pass on. That's called a blessing. A blessing is generational and transgenerational. It's a miracle to get somebody healed. It's a blessing for the person not to be sick again for a lifetime. I stretch my hand toward. Let the blessing rest on you. Amen. How do people get blessed? Deuteronomy 28 verse 1. is if you diligently hearken to the voice of God, you will be blessed. Diligently hearken to the voice of God. Listen and obey. That's called hearken. Hearken to the voice of God. And obey the instructions. All these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord. That's how the thing happens. If you hearken, blessing come upon you and overtake. Don't play church game. I've given you the first three foundations. Mysteries that sponsor life. First, visitation. Second, altars. Third, blessing. In today's fast-paced world, we all need contacts and mentors on social media for inspiration, motivation, and more. You can connect with Pastor George Izunwa on all his social media handles. Follow him on Facebook at Pastor George Izunwa, Instagram and Twitter at George Izunwa. Connect and let's take the journey of greatness together.